The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Punk Rock HR is brought to you by employee experience company Limeade, helping every employee know their company cares. Join us virtually for their annual conference, Limeade Engage, on March 9th. It's packed with tools, insights, best practices, and networking to drive well-being, engagement, and inclusion in 2021 and beyond. Head on over to Limeade.com to register today. It's a learned skill set. It's one that I've taught to thousands of people at this point. It is something that you refine throughout your entire career. And I have never encountered anyone where I've said you can't start bragging until you do X or Y or Z. No matter where you are in your career or who you are, have something worth talking about. Hey, everybody. I'm Lori Rudiman. Welcome to Punk Rock HR. Today's guest is Meredith Feynman. She's the author of Brag Better, Master the Art of Fearless Self-Promotion. Now you may be thinking, ugh, self-promotion, bragging, that makes me scared or uncomfortable. And I don't know, in this age of COVID, I just wanna keep my head down and be quiet. Well, Meredith gets that, and she's offering an effortless and unapologetic approach to self-promotion that's going to help you manage your anxiety and allow you to champion yourself without sounding like someone who's insufferable. The other cool thing about this week's show is that Meredith and I are offering you an opportunity to win copies of our books. You can head on over to the show notes at laurierudeman.com forward slash podcast or head on over to my Instagram account at instagram.com forward slash lrudeman for more information. So if you're like me and wonder, how do I talk about myself without sounding like I'm full of it? Well, sit tight and enjoy this episode with Meredith Feynman. Hey, Meredith, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I'm super excited to talk about your world, your book, all the good things. But before we get started, maybe you'd like to tell our listeners who you are and what you're all about. My name is Meredith Feynman. I am a writer, author, entrepreneur, speaker, and secondhand and sustainable fashion expert. I am the author of the book, Brag Better, Master the Art of Fearless Self-Promotion. I also run a consultancy called Fine Point, where I have individual clients, companies, organizations, and I help them understand what it means to be visible and where self-promotion plays into overall success, whether that is for the C-suite, whether that is for raising money, whether that is for high opportunity hires at, say, director or VP level, or just individuals who are looking to better express who they are and what they're about. I've written for 15 years about business, entrepreneurship, women's issues, fashion, sometimes how they all intersect. And I am soon to be launching a secondhand newsletter called Secondhand Society that will probably be out by the time this airs. And that's the first time I think I've said it publicly anywhere. So a true scoop. 
Tell me, how did you become interested in helping people advocate for themselves? That's a big, broad topic, but you seem to have really found your niche in that world. So how did you know that was something you'd be good at and that you wanted to do? So I've always had my own voice and done my own thing, which is to say that I've been freelance writing since I was 18. I've done events that I started throwing parties basically in college. And so I was always sort of out and around and having a voice. I ran a popular cheeky blog back in the day. I had figured out also as a writer how to express myself both interpersonally, but also online. And I started FinePoint as more of a public relations firm. I was doing campaigns and getting press and whether that was in you know magazines newspapers whether that was on television and i got kind of bored of it i also realized that the skills of a good publicist. So, you know, what is public relations? It's relations with the public, but really it's telling a compelling story without exchanging any money, getting someone to pay attention to you and building that attention. And I realized that that was extremely powerful for an individual and that skill set was not being properly taught and it was not being seen as a great skill set to have. It was just this thing that like you use to get the press hit, but that was actually the least interesting part of the process. So you had that coupled with something that I was seeing that was incredibly frustrating, which was that no matter the level of seniority, particularly for women, nobody knew how to talk about themselves. So I would have young women that came into my office that wanted to intern, that couldn't talk about what they'd done to friends and colleagues and networking situations or conferences where I'd have to pop in and play publicist. And then very, very high-powered people that I was representing. I had sort of at that point become the go-to for individual representation because people saw my abilities in public relations, but also what I was doing for myself and my own voice because I had all these writing avenues, I had these speaking avenues, television avenues, and, and so they wanted that too. In October of 2013, when I booked a client on television, she declined it because she thought she didn't know enough. And it was someone who was in a presidential administration on the topic. And what I explained to people is not only was she vastly overqualified, but to be on television, it's mostly not what you know. It's about three to five strong points told confidently and succinctly. There was no question that she could have done this. It was not even close. And so after I hung up the phone with her, I wrote in the margin of the book I was reading, Braggart, someone who brags, and I put parentheses around the word art. That was the original title of Brag Better. Seven, eight years later, that became my soon-to-come workbook and e-learning, but the book I released last year, Brag Better, Master the Art of Fearless Self-Promotion. And I spend a ton of time speaking and training on why self-promotion and public relations as a skill set matters for women, but also for everyone. Well, that's a terrific story. And one of the things I like about that is the anecdote about the title of your book, because it's very rare that the title you want for your book is the one that's actually chosen. I mean, that's a terrific little visual aid around what bragging really is because there's a true art to it. Everyone is always hesitant about the word brag, which I'm happy to delve into. It's not a pretty word. It's one of the only ones we have. But yes, I had been gone with Brag Better at that point for about seven years. And so it was written into the contract that they could not change the title. Well, let's talk about the word brag. I love that you brought that up because it does have a negative connotation, especially when we talk about gender and sex. So talk to me about the origin of the word brag and how people understand it and how they use it. Brag is not a pretty word. I've thought a lot about this. Many people over the better part of 10 years have tried to dissuade me from using it. It elicits the same feelings in everyone, shame, fear, anxiety. What if people think I'm too much? What if people think I'm obnoxious, disgust, just a lot of icky feelings. And so I thought a lot about it and I decided to reclaim the word. So I define bragging 
and bragging better specifically as stating facts about your work strategically and cohesively to advance your career, irrespective of gender and irrespective of level of seniority. You know, brag means to talk about oneself boastfully, which doesn't give you anything boastful, means to talk about oneself with excessive pride, which just goes to show and is why this is so difficult, that it is entirely subjective and a gray area. So brag better in all my work is about getting really strategic around how you share those facts about what you've done so you can get to the next point in your career, whether that is an internship or a corporate board seat. I certainly didn't want to try to create a new word. I think that is way, way too hard. So I settled on brag mostly by process of elimination, and that's where we are with it. There are more common colloquial terms like hype yourself up or I hate toot your own horn. There's sort of like talk yourself up, there's self-promote, but none of it was really catchy. And I'm also sort of someone who obviously wanted something catchy. Well, you've got a formula for bragging better. But before we go to that formula, I just want to say years ago when I was learning how to be a professional speaker, it was drilled into me that you don't talk about your own bona fides. Someone else ought to do that for you. Because if you stand on stage at any point and start to talk about the amazing things that you've done, the audience is going to tune that out. And that's especially true for women. So tell me why that's bad advice. Or is it okay advice? People come to me, whether it's potential clients or organizations with lots of preconceived notions of why talking about yourself is bad. One thing that I wanna make super clear is whether you work for yourself or you work for someone else, it's part of your job to communicate your work. This book and my work, it's about strategic communications. It's wrapped up in some words that elicit certain feelings, but it is how to strategically communicate your work because people don't know. When you are a public speaker, what sticks is stories. and what sticks is often being authentic and stories about yourselves. And again, I've heard all kinds of things, lots of misinformation, lots of bad advice. And what really frustrates me is with some of that misinformation or bad advice, it's really easy to, when you're nervous about something, to take someone's advice to the nth degree. So like, let's say the person that told you that was someone you really admired and you felt really anxious about speaking or talking about yourself, you're really going to take that to heart. That is frustrating because people often don't realize the effect that a piece of advice like that, how deeply that will affect someone. But thankfully, you've got a formula to help someone like me who's been advised improperly get over this fear of bragging. So talk to me a little bit about the formula behind bragging better. It's a learned skill set. It's one that I've taught to thousands of people at this point. It is something that you refine throughout your entire career. And I have never encountered anyone where I've said you can't start bragging until you do X or Y or Z. No matter where you are in your career or who you are, have something worth talking about. And I want to be super clear about that. So the pillars of bragging better are to be proud, loud, and strategic. Proud, I think, is the hardest one, which is to be proud of your work. Sometimes you're sort of faking that until you make it, which is also fine sometimes. Loud does not mean the volume of your voice, though it can. It means how many times are you repeating something and how easy is that message to digest? So in all of the strategic communications and public relations I've done, what really breaks through is repetition and consistency. So that's what I consider loud. And then strategic. We have a tremendous amount of noise. One reason why I do this work is that we reward the wrong voices and they are loud. And so what are your goals here? Is it for a new job? And if so, who are you bragging to? We don't want to add more noise. When it comes to an actual formula, there are four parts of an effective brag. They are gratitude, pride, presentation, and showmanship. While I cannot give you the exact words, that serves as a framework. 
So gratitude is just something that's important to espouse in general, but I will start to create a brag. So I am so thankful and proud and honored and excited. It's okay to be excited about what you do. That's the inward, the gratitude and the pride. And then the presentation and the showmanship. I'm so honored and grateful that I was on this podcast. I'd love for you to take a listen, swipe up or get it wherever you get podcasts. A lot of communications is the medium and the message. Are you considering how someone can best absorb this information? If I'm posting this on Instagram, I need someone to swipe up because it is not an easy way for them to get to iTunes or Spotify or wherever they get their podcasts. And then you have the showmanship, which can be a fun sticker, a picture. I'm not trying to create any robots here. You know, I want you to be who you are. And so the showmanship is also your unique flair. So that is how I would construct that. And that is how you can construct it too. Hey everybody, Lori Rudiman here. With employee burnout on the rise, engagement faltering, and productivity wavering, companies are turning to HR to re-engage the workforce and create a more positive employee experience. That's why I'd like you to join me for Limeade Engage, the virtual event of the year for HR and company leaders. Limeade Engage kicks off on March 9th with speakers like Lennon Doyle and Ali Love of Peloton and me. I've been twice and it was terrific. Be inspired to take the lead to elevate the employee experience. Gain the tools and insights to apply Limeade research and industry best practices to your own organization and connect with your peers as we navigate 2021 and beyond together. The difficulties of 2020 have taught us a lot about the importance of a great employee experience. Now it's your chance to put these learnings to work and create a strong employee experience that drives real business results. Sign up for Limeade Engage at Limeade.com. That's Limeade.com and I'll look forward to seeing you there. You know, there are two scenarios that people find themselves facing right now during COVID and especially people listening to this podcast. And the first is working from home and the second is joblessness, you know, or they're in the market and they're trying to figure it out. So let's talk about working from home because there are so many communication barriers as it is just to communicate basic information. So what are your thoughts on bragging better when you're working remotely with your team and your supervisor? The book was finished before COVID. It came out in June of 2020, but I did write quickly in April of 2020, a chapter on how to brag better from home and online. That's on the Brag Better website, brag-better.com. You enter your email address and it's a free PDF on thinking about these things in this new different working world. There's also an audio link if it's easier for you to listen to it. The fourth pillar that I've added in COVID is, you know, we have proud, loud, strategic. The fourth is explicit. Nobody has time or can take the effort to try to figure out what you do. Already, I talk so much about how nobody knows what you've done until you tell them, but you have to just be extremely explicit and direct because you don't know what's happening on the other side of the computer. And also, nobody can infer anything right now. You know, in a video conference, everyone's literally two-dimensional. You can only see me from my chest up. You cannot really read body language or gesticulations I'm making. So it's really important to be super direct. And that's really hard. 
we're all in a really, really hard time. I'm not trying to have anyone sort of reinvent the wheel or add this to a long to-do list. It's just something to think about and ways you can integrate it. But also it's never been more important to sort of figure out the message you're telling, particularly online about your career and your work. So one thing I've been telling people to do, which I think you should do regardless of COVID is, okay, so nobody knows what you've done until you tell them. And it's important to show the people in charge of getting to the next phase of your career what you've done. So in that case, let's say it's your boss. We're in COVID. You can write an email that says, hey, I want to make sure I'm communicating my wins to you. What is the best way to do that? I'd be happy to hop on a call for about 15 minutes every two weeks. I can write you a quick PDF or we can do it over Slack. I want to make sure that I'm showing you my work because you cannot drop by your boss's office. You cannot pull them aside after a meeting. It's made it really, really difficult. So that is what I'm telling people to do and thus far has been pretty effective. I love that advice because one of the things it does is remind us that as employees, as workers, as job seekers, we still ought to be collecting our wins. And with the world falling down around us, I think it's hard to remain positive and optimistic about the work we do. And yet so many of us are doing the work of our lives. I don't know. What do you think about that? I would say open a Google document, an email to yourself, an iPhone note, a piece of paper. Every two weeks, just put a reminder for about 10 minutes in your calendar to write down your wins. It's also really important to ask those around you, coworkers, friends, colleagues, about what they think you've done well because we often minimize the things we're best at. It's like, oh, that was so easy. I'm not going to really count that as a win, but that's actually like a very marketable and important skill that someone else would maybe think he or she couldn't do. So it's really important to also get other points of view. But yes, you want to make sure you're doing this just for like five, 10 minutes every two weeks. I tell people to do calendar reminders because I think that that's important, but it's so much easier to do that than it is to try to think back over a year. And some of the best things you've done and are most proud of are not the most senior things or not the biggest things. Like some of the best brags I've ever heard are entry-level employees. They're actually not as related as you think. Most of us spend an inordinate amount of time on social media. And rightly and wrongly, that's where we are these days. And many of us are building our personal brands right now, right? We're thinking about the future and trying to establish a good foundation for the work that we're going to do 5, 10, 20 years from now. And it can feel weird to brag on social media. So what are your tips for bragging on Twitter, Instagram, and more importantly, LinkedIn? There are opportunities all around you to promote yourself. I want people to think of them as opportunities and not burdens. You don't have to do all of them. I usually tell my clients to pick one platform that they like and use that one most consistently. Also, obviously, if you're in a more visual line of work, you know, it needs to be a more visual platform, but you're going to do the best on social media when it doesn't feel like a drag. So just pick one. But all of them are major opportunities if you do decide to do more than one. And people want to see things that aren't just the pandemic. I've had a lot of conversations and I just wrote a piece for Cosmopolitan about this that a lot of people are like, how can I promote in a time like this? And the truth is that's a longer conversation about the systems that we have currently that do or don't support workers. And we all are still expected to sort of carry on work-wise without the proper sort of social safety nets. But you have to keep moving forward. But also people want to hear about other things. Like I don't want to read constant content about the bad stuff. I would love to celebrate someone else's win, which is to say also that bragging better is a team sport. It's part of your job to brag on behalf of and in service of others or sometimes pass that mic entirely. So when it comes to social media, looking at people whose feeds you enjoy, but also recognizing that you just have an opportunity. And as I said, pick one that you like or find at least not super dreadful and make that one really good versus doing all of them sort of half-assedly. 
Well, I love your point about the benefits of bragging for your colleagues and your peers. What's the benefit of actually bragging or creating space for other people to brag? So as I said, bragging better is a team sport. It's super important. First of all, you can't do it all by yourself. That's a recipe for really not serving as a good example and also not having people feel close to you. It is free. And as I said, part of your job, if you're someone that people listen to, to elevate the voices of other people. It's free and easy for you to retweet someone's article that you liked. It's free and easy for you to email someone and tell them they did a really good job on the presentation. And like, how else can you help tell the rest of your company that. And the truth is, as I said, what really works when it comes to strategic communications and breaking through is repetition and consistency. So you need multiple voices sharing your work too in order for people to really listen. And so it's sort of more together a rising tide lifts all boats, but it's a really good practice to get in the habit of too, because it can feel like a competition, but it's not. And in every case across the board, if and when you get jealous and decide to do things separately from people, you can go so much farther with others. Meredith, I'd love to end the conversation with some wisdom and advice on how and when to take criticism seriously, because you're going to be criticized if you put yourself out there. So how do we deal with it and deal with it effectively? Yeah, it's hard and it doesn't always feel good. It's very easy to take a shot at someone who decided to put herself out there. And sometimes it can be as a sign of success. So I just saw a review for the book and it was a little spicy. And the person said, you know, it should have been an article. I'm like, well, no, it should have been a whole book. But you know, I'm going to remember that. I'm definitely going to file that away in my brain and think about it all the time, which is not the right thing to do. That's a different conversation. Feedback, when you're getting it, it's very easy in the moment to be very reactive, but it's important to sort of think about the following things. Is it constructive? For example, that piece of feedback about the book? Not really. Is it from someone who you know or care about or you believe cares about you and your career? Also no. And is it coming from multiple trusted resources? In that case, no, <laughs> but I will still think about it. If you're getting multiple people saying, hey, this is not coming off as strong as I actually know you are as an employee, and it's from more than one person, two to three, and you respect those people and you believe that they have your best interests at heart. Otherwise, a lot of people are going to be threatened by this. And it's very easy to sort of de-jerk and insult you. And that's stuff to ignore. That's stuff that still hurts your feelings, but that's stuff to ignore. Well, Meredith, it was really fun to hear your ideas, your thoughts, and your wisdom about bragging better. And God knows this is a journey for me as a first-time author. So your book has been instrumental. Thank you so much for your advice and your guidance. And we'll make sure to include all of your good stuff in our show notes. Excellent. And congrats on your book. It really is a tremendous accomplishment. And one thing that's really hard about publishing in a pandemic is that you don't get to really interact with your book in the wild and celebrate properly. So congrats to you. Thank you so much. Hey, everybody. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Punk Rock HR, sponsored by Limeade Engage. Learn how to build an employee experience for what comes next. Join me for LimeateEngage.com on March 9th, the virtual event of the year for HR and company leaders. Head on over to Limeade.com to register today. Now that's all for this week's show, and I hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next time on Punk Rock HR.